You may be seated, pueden sentarse. Again, I also want to greet those that are uh, watching us today online in our live cast or later on in our recorded version, and thank you for tying in in that way. Gracias a los que están mirando aquí ahora en vivo y los que van a vernos más tarde en el servicio pregrabado. Gracias por estar con nosotros. And I'm grateful for our children, and it's time to send them out for children in worship time. Queremos enviar a los niños a, al tiempo de niños en adoración. God bless you, boys and girls, as you go out there to, to learn, to grow, to expand your understanding of God's Word. And that's what we're here about as well. Estamos aquí para expandir nuestra comprensión de la Palabra de Dios. And so I want to invite you to have a Bible ready. Um, we're using them a lot in this series, and I'm grateful for that. Vamos a usar la Biblia mucho hoy. And you can turn, if you'd like, to Proverbs chapter 10. That's where we'll be starting. Proverbios 10 es donde comenzamos. There are Bibles in the back if you need them. Hay Biblias detrás si se necesitan. But I just want to recap. We've really looked, did an overview of the first nine chapters of Proverbs. Hemos mirado los primeros nueve capítulos de Proverbios. And basically what we've got there, to be really brief, is a, a setup, an introduction to the book talking about the importance and the value of wisdom. Los primeros nueve capítulos hablan del valor y la importancia de la sabiduría. And so now we're into the next section, and, and basically uh, Bible scholars believe the next section starts in chapter 10, and it goes to chapter 22, verse 16. So that's the section we'll be looking at for the next couple of weeks. Uh, la próxima parte es de capítulo 10 a capítulo 22, versículo 16. And as you see from the very uh, first verse there, this particular section is all about the Proverbs of Solomon. It's a collection of Proverbs from King Solomon, the great wise king of Israel. Son Proverbios de Salomón, el rey sabio de Israel. And at first glance, it would seem, as you read through this, that what we have here is just kind of a, a jumble of different sayings about different subjects. Parecen ser unos refranes sueltos por varios temas. For example, in chapter 10, verse 1, Solomon talks about the wise and the foolish. Se habla de los sabios y los necios. Verso 1, a wise son brings joy to his father, but a foolish son grieves to his mother. El hijo sabio es la alegría de su madre, el hijo necio es el pesar de su madre. So he talks about that. Solomon talks about the lazy and the, the diligent. Se habla de los perezosos y los dirigentes. Verse 4. Lazy hands make a man poor, but diligent hands bring wealth. Las manos ociosas conducen a la pobreza, las manos hábiles atraen riquezas. He also talks about the righteous and the wicked. Habla de los justos e injustos. Verse 6. Blessings crown the head of the righteous, but violence overwhelms the mouth of the wicked. El justo se ve coronado de bendiciones, pero la boca del malvado encubre violencia. And finally, in verse 9, he talks about the, the uh, difference between integrity and dishonesty. Después, la integridad y la deshonestidad. The man of integrity walks securely, but he who takes crooked paths will be found out. Quien se conduce con integridad anda seguro, quien anda en malos pasos será descubierto. So, and he, he talks about other things. Uh, he talks about, uh, for example, subjects like money, pride, the tongue, 
He even talks about finding a good wife, among other things. Habla del dinero, el orgullo, la lengua, hasta encontrar, cómo encontrar una buena esposa. And so, when you read through this, it can be very tempting to think that what we really have here is, is just a hodgepodge of good advice thrown into this section. Parece como una mezcla de buenos consejos. But again, those who studied this, Bible experts and Bible scholars, have looked at this and they see something different. They see something deeper. Los académicos ven algo más profundo. In fact, here's one interesting tidbit. They note that in this section, there are 375 proverbs of Solomon in this section. Hay 375 proverbios de Salomón en esta parte. Now, according to the Hebrew numbering system, which is based on letters, the letters of Solomon's name add up to 375. En el sistema numérico hebreo, 375 son las letras del nombre de Salomón. So that's just a bit of trivia, you might say, but it's almost as if in this section, these 375 proverbs are weaving something. They're weaving a tapestry. They're, they're putting together a, a sign that spells out, in a way, the name Solomon. Es como un tejido que deletrea el nombre Salomón. And the name Solomon is significant because the root of the word Solomon in Hebrew is the Hebrew word Shalom. Salomon tiene a su raíz Shalom. Now we know that word, Shalom. We often think of it as peace, but it's more than peace. Shalom means completeness, fullness, wholeness. Shalom quiere decir que es algo completo. In a sense, shalom means something that is mature. All that it's supposed to be. Es algo maduro, como debe ser. And that's what we're after in the book of Proverbs, aren't we? We're after the pathway to maturity. We're after becoming whole. Estamos en camino hacia la madurez. So it's almost like in this section, what we're seeing is we're seeing all these different threads of these Proverbs being woven uh, together, and it's producing like a, a tapestry that is showing us what a wise, mature life of shalom looks like. Es como un tapiz de varios hilos que nos muestra como es una vida madura y sabia. But here's the thing we need to recognize as we live this life. The tapestry of a life of shalom, a life of maturity, we are in a sense looking at this weaving from the underside. We don't see the whole picture always. Estamos viendo el tejido desde abajo y no vemos el todo. I mean, frankly, it's not always clear in life how to act in a wise and mature way. No siempre está en claro cómo ser maduro. Sometimes the best we can do in situations in life is we can see the basic colors or the basic idea of what a mature, wise response would be. A veces solo vemos los colores de una respuesta sabia y madura. Other times it's quite clear. Other times we're seeing the, the weaving and we can make out a good shape and maybe there's just a few stray threads here and there and we know what, what to do. And it's very clear. A veces está muy claro que hacer. La figura está muy clara. But either way, here's what we need to understand and remember about Proverbs. The Proverbs we find in Scripture are not giving to us a sure, fire, guaranteed formula for success. 
No es una fórmula garantizada del éxito. It's not an ironclad thing. I like the way that the uh, folks who do the Bible Project videos put it. Perhaps if you've seen their videos, you, they do a great job in many ways. Los videos de leer la Biblia lo dice así. And they say this. We need to keep in mind that Proverbs in Scripture are not about promises. You do X and automatically you get Y. No son promesas fijas. What Proverbs are about are probabilities. Se tratan de las probabilidades. If you live in this way, you will tend to get these kinds of results. Si vives así, tiendes a tener un resultado así. In fact, the, the, the Bible Project video says that wisdom is about living along the grain of God's universe. La sabiduría es vivir de acuerdo con la corriente del universo de Dios. We talked a little bit about that last week from Proverbs 8.22, how God ha has made everything in the world with wisdom. Wisdom is behind the entire universe, and wisdom is, is woven into the fabric of the world that God has made. La sabiduría es, es, está detrás de todo y está entretejido en, en todo lo que Dios ha hecho. And so what that means is that if you go with the grain of how God has made the world, If you go with the grain of wisdom, you will generally get a positive result in this life. Si vas de acuerdo con la sabiduría, tendrás un resultado positivo normalmente. But if you go against the grain of God's wisdom, if you buck God's wisdom, you will generally not get a good result. Si vas en contra de la sabiduría, no vas a tener un resultado bueno. Now, there are always exceptions. Siempre hay excepciones. There are always cases where somebody does the right thing and yet it doesn't turn out that great for them. There are cases where the wicked prosper and we scratch our heads and we say, what's going on? Hay casos donde los justos reciben injusticia y al revés. But again, we're talking about the general direction. If you invest in a wise life, it will tend to go well for you. Si inviertes una vida sabia, tendrá a tener una, una buena vida. So, Proverbs 10, 16 talks about this. Let's take a look at that verse. Proverbios 10, 16. It says, the wages of the righteous brings them life, but the income of the wicked brings them punishment. El salario del justo es la vida, la garantía del malvado es el pecado. It's saying, if you invest your life, your wage as a righteous person will be life. If you invest in wickedness, you're not going to go, uh, it's not going to go well for you. Si inviertes en la justicia, tendrás una buena vida y si no, al revés. So, again, what we're looking at here, and especially today, we're looking at Proverbs 10 through 15. What we have here is, is the way of wisdom and the way of foolishness are kind of laid side by side in these Proverbs. And the Proverbs are showing the contrast between the two. El camino de la sabiduría de la insensatez están el uno junto al otro para ver el contraste. And often that contrast is indicated by one word, the word but. And I'm going to show you a few examples. Se indica por la palabra 
espero. So let's go to Proverbs 12, 15. Proverbios 12, 15. The way of a fool seems right to him, but a wise man listens to advice. Al necio le parece bien lo que emprende, pero es sabio atiende al consejo. Just a few verses down, Proverbs 12, 18, 12, 18. Reckless words pierce like a sword, but the tongue of the wise brings healing. El charlatán hiere con la lengua como, una, como con una espada, pero la lengua del sabio brinda alivio. Turn the page, we go to Proverbs 13, 11, another example. Proverbios 13, 11. Dishonest money dwindles away, but he who gathers money little by little makes it grow. That's generally going to be the case. El dinero mal habido pronto se acaba. Quien ahorra poco a poco se enriquece. Finally, one other example. Proverbs 14.8. Proverbios 14.8. The wisdom of the prudent is to give thought to their ways, but the folly of fools is deception. La sabiduría del prudente es discernir sus caminos, pero al necio... Lo engaña su propia necesidad. So you, I think you get the idea. It's saying here's what it looks like to go with the grain of the world, or of the wisdom of God. And here's what it looks like to go against the grain of the wisdom of God. Aquí es como ir con la corriente de la sabiduría y en contra de la corriente. To go with the grain of wisdom, to go with the grain of how God has woven together His creation is going to tend to bring blessing and life in this world. Si vas de acuerdo con la sabiduría, tendrás normalmente vida, bendición. But if you go against the grain, if you buck the wisdom of God, you will find frustration and often destruction. Si vas en contra de la sabiduría, encontrarás frustración hasta destrucción. Again, there are some verses that point this out in Proverbs 11, 28, and 30. Proverbios 11, 28, 30. It says this, The righteous will thrive like a green leaf. El justo se renueva como el follaje. It's a picture of, of a tree or something that's growing. It's thriving. Verse 30 uh, says something similar. It says, the fruit of the righteous is a tree of life. 30, el fruto de la justicia es árbol de vida. And so, you're going to find this is generally the trend. You're going to grow. You're going to flourish. You're going to prosper if you go with the grain of wisdom. Vas a prosperar yendo con la corriente de la sabiduría. But even if you don't, even if it doesn't work out the way it's supposed to normally work out, wisdom is still the best way to go. Because in the end, it will always turn out. Aun si no vas a encontrar ese resultado, a fin de cuentas te irá bien. And there are some verses here then that begin to hint at the fact that the goal of wisdom is not just to thrive right now, not just to get by here and now. La meta no es prosperar simplemente aquí. The goal is to thrive forever. The goal is to see eternal life. La meta es prosperar para siempre. Proverbs 12, 28 begins to hint at this. 
Proverbios 12, 28. In the way of righteousness there is life. Along that path is inmortality. En el camino de la justicia se halla la vida. Por ese camino se evita la muerte. And then again in Proverbs uh, 15, verse 24. 15-24. The path of life leads upward for the wise to keep him from going down to the grave. To Sheol, the land of the dead. El sabio sube por el sendero de vida para librarse de caer en el sepulcro, en Seol, la tierra de los muertos. So you see, what we're finding here in these chapters, chapters 10 through 15 specifically, you're finding proverbs that have to deal with pretty much everyday life. They're dealing with the here. They're dealing with the now. Eso proverbios tiene que ver con la vida aquí y ahora. You know, they're talking about things like how to have a good family life. How to uh, conduct your business. Cómo tener una buena familia. Cómo manejar el negocio. How uh, to, to get along with your neighbors. How to contribute to society as a good citizen. Cómo relacionarse con los vecinos o, o contribuir a la sociedad. Things like that. They're everyday wisdom issues, but they have eternal implications. Because the key to it all is how you deal with the eternal one. La clave es cómo tratas con el eterno. Once again, if you look at Proverbs 15, 33, this Truth keeps cropping up through Proverbs. Proverbios 15, 33. The fear of the Lord teaches a man wisdom. And humility comes before honor. El temor del Señor es corrección y sabiduría. La humildad precede a la honra. To go with the grain of wisdom is to submit to God. To have God into account. La, el camino de la sabiduría es someterse uno a Dios. It is to follow His will and His way versus trusting in our own. Es seguir a Él en vez de confiar a nosotros mismos. And that's key. This is something key we need to focus on right now because you see, wisdom is not the same as following your heart. It is not the same as going with your feelings and going with the grain of what you want. It's not always the same. La sabiduría no es simplemente seguir tus deseos o tus ideas. In fact, twice in this section, in Proverbs 14:12 and in Proverbs 16:25, the same truth is repeated. 14, 12, 16, 25 repiten la misma verdad. There is a way that seems right, but in the end it leads to death. Hay caminos que le parecen rectos al hombre, pero acaban por ser caminos de muerte. You may think that you're following the right way to go, but it's not necessarily the case. You see, this is a key truth, I think, that is very much challenging the prevailing wisdom of our day. Esta es la sabiduría de hoy en día. Seguir tus deseos. Follow your heart. Follow your dreams. Follow your desires. 
Go with that. Go with your gut. Sigue tus deseos, tu corazón, tus impulsos. That is the theme of a lot of Disney movies if you actually watch them. That's the theme of a lot of the secular music that you're going to hear. Follow yourself. Perhaps you've heard talk about this idea of human flourishing. A lo mejor han oído del florecer humano. Anybody ever heard that phrase talked about? If you, if you read out there, you'll hear people talk about human flourishing. That sounds really good. I'm for that. That sounds like something I would want to sign up for. Quisiera inscribirme para eso, el florecer humano. Who wouldn't want that? Who wouldn't want human flourishing? We need to understand in our day and age what human flourishing, what is meant by that. Pero hay que comprender lo que significa esto. That term, in fact, human flourishing, which you will see out there in our secular world, is not a term that comes from the Bible. No viene de la Biblia. If you page through the Bible, you will not find the phrase human flourishing at all. No existe la Biblia. So where does it come from? Well, the idea of human flourishing is actually something that comes out of ancient Greek wisdom, out of ancient Greek philosophy. Viene de la filosofía antigua de, de los griegos, de la sabiduría griega. And the idea of human flourishing is that we should be about seeking and looking for the very best possible result for our lives in the here and in the now, irrespective of what may be beyond this life. Tenemos que buscar lo mejor para esta vida aquí ahora. We don't know what's out there. We don't know what's beyond. This is the only life we've got that we can be guaranteed. So we need to look for the best that we can get now. Hay que buscar lo mejor ahora. What that means is that it's centered on me, my life, my desires, my wishes, my pleasures, my fulfillment, my advancement, my best life now. Se trata de mi mejor vida ahora, mis deseos, mi felicidad, mi todo. And so in that respect, human flourishing is all about going with the grain of me. I'll do me, you do you, and we'll all flourish. Se trata de ir con la corriente de quien soy yo. Now, there's a problem with that. It sounds great, but here's the thing. First of all, it puts a lot of pressure on people. A lot of pressure. I've got to produce my best life. Yo tengo que producir mi mejor vida, and if it doesn't pan out, what an incredible disappointment. I've failed. And here's the other thing. It bleeds over into a biblical understanding of what wisdom is about. And we can get very easily confused as Christians. Podemos confundirnos como cristianos. And sometimes that will come out. We spiritualize it and sometimes we will blame God for our own desires. Well, God told me. That's often how it'll start. Dios me dijo, God, God told me that if I'm not happy in my marriage, it's okay to, to hit the exit ramp. Dios me dijo que si no estoy contento en mi matrimonio, yo puedo salir. God told me 
that I can just quit this job. It's just so hard right now. And even though there's no prospects for other employment and even though the economy is in the tank and even though this sounds like a stupid thing, God told me it'll all be okay, so I'm going to do it because that's what I want to do. Dios me dijo, eh, dejar este trabajo que no me gusta, aunque la economía esté malo. God told me, that's all right to get together with, with my companion. It's all right to, 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 to have a little drink or to get into that substance because everyone knows what stress I'm under and I need to kind of, you know, de-stress my life. And so God told me, it's all right, it'll work out. Dios me dijo que, que está bien. But you see, Proverbs is clearly telling us that going with the grain of me, that's not flourishing. That's foolishness. Ir de acuerdo con la corriente del yo no es. El florecer es la insensatez. There is a way that seems right to a person, but it leads to death. Hay caminos que parecen rectos, pero acaban por ser caminos de muerte. See, the problem with living solely for me, and the problem with living solely for this moment, here and now, the problem with all of that is that none of it will last. El problema con el vivir por el yo y este momento es nada eso perdura. My life as it is will not last. Not on this earth. And this moment's not eternal either. Este momento ni, ni mi vida es eterna. The problem with human flourishing is it doesn't bring eternal flourishing. It doesn't bring it. El florecer humano no trae el florecer eterno. We go to the New Testament and Proverbs 6, or rather uh, Romans 6, 23, echoes Proverbs 10, 16. It says, the wages of sin is death. La paga del pecado es muerte. The wages of sin, and sin is defined as centering the whole universe on me and going with the grain of me regardless of what anyone else says, including God, the wages of that is death. La paga del pecado que es una vida centrada en el yo es la muerte. But there's a gift from God He wants to give us. The wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life. La paga del pecado es muerte, pero la dádiva de Dios es vida eterna. How do we have eternal life? Through Jesus Christ, our Lord. En Jesucristo nuestro Señor. That's significant. Because eternal life is not something I can earn. It's not something I can gain for myself. El florecer eterno de la vida eterna no es nada que yo pueda meditar. It comes as a gift. And it comes as a gift through being connected and following Jesus Christ, who is the wisdom of God. We've already established that. Se trata de conectarse uno con Jesús, la sabiduría de Dios. That's what it means to truly thrive. To truly thrive is to, is to receive that gift of eternal life through Jesus Christ. Florecemos al recibir la vida eterna en Cristo. 
In John 10.10, Jesus made a powerful statement, one of the most amazing statements in the New Testament. He said, the thief comes to rob, kill, and destroy. El ladrón viene a robar, matar, y destruir. Who's the thief? The thief is sin. That self-centered life. The thief is the devil who convinces us to go with the flow of our own feelings and ways. The thief is going to kill us. But I have come, Jesus says, that you may have life and have it to the full. He venido para que tengan vida y en abundancia. I've come that you might have shalom, the completeness, the fullness of a mature, blessed life, not only here and now, but forever. He venido para que tengan vida ahora mismo y para siempre. Now here's the ironic thing about Jesus. The ironic thing about Jesus is he followed Proverbs to a T. Jesus lived the life of Proverbs perfectly. Jesús llevó la vida de Proverbios perfectamente. He was righteous in every way. He was wise in every way. We've talked about this. And yet, what did it buy him? What did it get him? ¿Qué fue el resultado de la vida sabia de Jesús? 33 years of difficulty that ended by being skewered on a cross. That didn't get him anything. Él llevó 33 años de frustración y murió en la cruz. I said it before, you can follow all the wise ways and it still may not end up right for you in this life. It didn't for Jesus. It didn't for John the Baptist either. Así no fue para Jesús que todo le saliera bien. But why did he do that? He took our place. He did it to give us the gift of eternal life. And, and so now, Jesus, in a sense, went against the grain of our world. He went against the grain of the world's power so that he could go with the grain of God's love for you and me. Él fue en contra de, de la corriente del mundo para ir con la corriente del amor de Dios. And now there is abundant life shed upon all who decide and who trust and who align with him to follow Jesus, the wisdom of God. Hay vida eterna para los que siguen y reciben a Jesús la sabiduría de Dios. That's good news. And so, part of what I think this means is that we have an opportunity to evaluate our everyday lives, our everyday decisions, but to evaluate our everyday lives and our everyday decisions in the light of eternity. There are no guarantees in life. There are no guarantees that my life will turn out well on this side of eternity. No hay garantías en esta vida, but every day, I can be living in such a way that I'm going with the grain of Jesus Christ. And the promise is that there is life there. It begins today and it will never end. I love how C.S. Lewis put it. He says, every time you make a choice, every time you make a decision, you are turning the central part of you, the part that chooses into something else, into something different than it was before. Cada vez que eliges, dijo C.S. Lewis, conviertes lo que es la parte central de tu vida, la parte que elige en algo diferente. By your daily decisions, you are either turning yourself, he said, into a more heavenly creature 
or a hellish creature. Te conviertes en un ser celestial o más infernal. By the way you live, you are either becoming more and more a person who is in harmony with God or in rebellion against God. Estás en armonía con Dios cada vez más o en rebelión con Él. Now to live in one way, to live in that way that, that is in harmony with God, he says, that's joy, that's peace, that's knowledge. Vivir en armonía con Dios, gozo, paz. But to go against God and against the grain of his way, that's ultimately, he said, madness, foolishness. It's eternal loneliness. Ir en contra de Dios es la locura, la insensatez, la soledad eterna. And so living with wisdom means that every day we have an opportunity to line up with Jesus or not. To walk in that gift of eternal life or not. To draw nearer to Him or not. Cada día tenemos una oportunidad para alinearnos con Jesús o no, o acercarnos con Él o no. So the question is, will we, will we go with Him, with the grain of Jesus or against Him? Iremos con la corriente de Jesús o en contra de él. And how do we even know? How do I even know from one moment whether I'm going in one direction or the other? ¿Cómo saber a dónde voy? I think that brings us back to the key verse that we are memorizing this month from Proverbs 3.5. Nos trae Proverbios 3.5. I'd like to get it on the screen and I'd like to invite you to recite it with me first in English and then in Spanish, recitemos el versículo. Trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not on your own understanding. In all your ways, submit to Him and He will make your paths straight. Confía en el Señor de todo corazón y no en tu propia inteligencia. Reconócelo en todos tus caminos y Él allanará tus sendas. That's the key. So the question then I think becomes this week for us. What do we need to be about in order to go with the grain of Jesus? ¿Cómo vivir de acuerdo con la corriente de Jesús esta semana? It might mean that you will have to make some decisions or you will make some decisions that actually go against your own wishes. Puede que elijas algo en contra de tus propios deseos. It, it might mean that you will do something or choose to do something that goes against what the world calls common sense. It might mean that. It might mean making a decision where there, there are no immediate benefits that are seen. Puedes que hagas una decisión donde no hay beneficios inmediatos. But here's the thing. The message of Proverbs is this. In the end, When all is said and done, those who go with the grain of God will prosper. A fin de cuentas, los que van de acuerdo con la corriente de Dios prosperarán. Please join me in prayer. Let's pray into that. Vamos a orar.
Heavenly Father, this thing of living wisdom is really hard. And it really comes down to trusting in you more than ourselves. Vivir en sabiduría es confiar en ti más que nosotros. And as we said a couple weeks ago, that is so hard. We confess that because of sin, we trust in ourselves naturally way more. Por el pecado, naturalmente confiamos en nosotros mismos primero. You're asking us and calling us to go against the grain of that sinful instinct. Nos pides ir en contra de ese instinto pecaminoso. And we know that can only happen with help. That can only happen with the gift of Jesus Christ. Thank you for that gift. Thank you for Jesus. Thank you for the abundant life he gives. We want to receive that. Queremos recibir la vida abundante de Jesús. Fill us with your Holy Spirit. And oh Lord, help us to go with the grain of Jesus, the wisdom of God. Ayúdanos a ir con la corriente de Jesús, la sabiduría de Dios. And you'll get the credit for any good thing that comes from it. Toda la gloria sea tuya. In the name of Jesus Christ, our Lord, we pray. En el nombre del Señor Jesús. Amén.